Hello, hello, and welcome, Christmas Cousins. I'm Cousin Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. And welcome to a special episode of the Christmas Cousins podcast, where, frankly, we're taking a different tone today. Cousin Seth, usually our goal is just to be silly and spread joy and laughter. Mm-hmm. But this is our Veterans Day episode, where we want to do a little pause, change tone a little bit, and honor those who have bravely served. Uh, we want to basically, in particular, pay tribute to our grandfather, who was a decorated World War II veteran. He played a crucial role, basically, in history by being one of the soldiers who stormed the beaches of Omaha on D-Day. And thankfully for us, he survived and made it. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be here. So we wanted to share some stories of him, uh, express our gratitude, and reflect on the sacrifices made by all veterans. Uh, Because each veteran, like our grandfather, has contributed to the legacy of the freedom that we cherish today that allows us to do something silly and fun like this podcast. So we recognize and thank every service member for your unwavering dedication, your resilience, your sacrifice. Um, And we just don't want to forget the sacrifices that were made. And we just really want to show gratitude and honor it. And Cousin Seth, I don't know if we'll do a good enough job that's worthy of it, but at least we're trying here. We're, we're going to do our best here. Yeah, absolutely. And we got some good material. My mom pulled together a lot of stuff and she had. And yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, we want to we get it out there. And they said, honor our grandfather and all the other veterans and service members out there and stuff. So Yeah, by honoring one, we honor everyone. But this is obviously our pop-up who we personally mm-hmm. know. And we, again, wouldn't be here without him. So Seth, you want to go a little bit just about the overall, let's give his name, first of all. Yeah, we just call so, him Papa, but he did have a name. He did. He did. I don't know what age we actually learned it, but <laughs> it's, um, but yes, his name was Bernard Cohen, yes. and um, yeah, so he was uh, he was born in uh, Savannah, Georgia. Um, yeah, and didn't have a Southern accent at all. No, raised <laughs> in Philadelphia up. and the Jersey Shore, Atlantic City, mm-hmm. basically, right? So yeah, he uh, right. So he had the Southern roots, then then raised up in uh, Jersey, and um, right on the beach, like right off the beach, which was which was always cool to us growing up. That our grandparents were like beach people. I thought, oh um, yeah, <laughs> but he served in what was the uh, he was in the hundred fifteenth Infantry in what regiment was it, Seth? It was the um, okay. Let me get, pull these notes back up. <laughs> so, That's right. I so have it get here. This it was right. the 29th oh, Infantry. Uh, okay, that was right. actually one of the groups that stormed the beach. Uh, they during the obviously D-Day invasion. It, mm-hmm. The whole area was known as Normandy, but it was broken up into several different beaches. Um, and he was part of it. That was on Omaha Beach, and that, from what we're reading, was like the craziest, scariest stretch of all. It was all crazy. It was all scary. Not to belittle any of the rest of it but this particular stretch where he was was really crazy right Seth from what we're seeing yeah yeah and if I recall the movie uh Saving Private Ryan um that's kind of their landing in the beginning of the movie or where they land and my understanding is um with Omaha Beach in particular it was the widest stretch that was exposed or I say most exposed stretch um so that's what made it so challenging um oh i see right when they landed there and stuff so um but yeah yeah so there's so what he was he would tell us stories growing up he didn't talk too Mm -hmm. much about it now we he had three daughters our grandfather and but Mm -hmm. he had 
five grandchildren, but three of us were the boys, and he seemed to tell us most of the stories. I feel like, right. um, and because we loved it, we loved hearing the stories. He was like a hero to us because he was this warrior soldier, but he was also super loving, super gentle, great family guy, um, and. And so we saw that duality in his personality and it, it kind of showed us too that you can be a warrior and also be a gentle and how you should be, uh, look after your family and, and be, you know, do all that as well. So that was cool on mm-hmm. a personal level. But what he did in, in first of all, he, he, got, he, he enlisted before he was drafted. Is that correct, Seth? Right, right. Yeah. So it's, um, he went into a, what was called the U-12 program, okay. um, which uh, would let you get college credits. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so kind of run. He was at uh, Temple University while the war, I guess, broke out, and instead of waiting yes. to get drafted, right, he just decided, okay, I'm going to enlist. He uh, in this program because he, he wasn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry, he wasn't of age yet. He was uh, 20 oh. at the time, and uh, you had to be 21 so oh. to enlist. And um, so, yeah, he was. He, his birthday was right around the corner, so it was mm-hmm. it was rapidly approaching. Um, so yeah, so he was. He was he obviously became eligible very, right. very and then soon he, after he, that. He tested into a, the military intelligence program. Is that what we were reading? Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. It was like an intelligence school and stuff. And um, yeah, they do all sorts of yeah intelligence testing and things like that. So I know he did um, training on tanks. Uh, he taught trained people on tanks. Uh, he he also um, interrogation and things like that. And he was actually injured during the war in a building after D-Day while interrogating uh, some Nazi soldiers. The building got blown up and shrapnel hit him. And he ended up in a hospital for like over a year. Uh, And that's when he got the Purple Heart Award for that. And we always saw the scar on his stomach and we thought it was just the coolest thing ever. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's crazy. It's, uh, yeah, he was, they were interrogating a prisoner. (laughs) Yeah. While the building got bombed. I mean, it's quite, it's crazy what, what all the veterans go through, really. Uh, but I do. So when he went to Omaha, I have the phases of the operations on the first day on June 6, 1944, D-Day at 1025 hours, they had to breach the beach, which is just so crazy. We've all seen the pictures. Um, they were loaded off these boats. A lot of his fellow service members just drowned getting off the boat, swimming to shore. Now, he, like I said, grew up at the beach swimming and body surfing and he always said that that was one of the reasons he just made it to the beach because he was comfortable in the ocean i mean those waves were you know they have some good sized waves there and it's the ocean itself and all that's going on you're being shot at and mortar fire it's pretty wild so where they were attack, uh, attacking was a battalion uh, his battalion was subject to heavy fire from snipers and mortar fire throughout the night uh, obviously heavy casualties they had a long lot of ground to cover with not a lot of cover to protect them. Um, right. And we know how it, he obviously survived. They went from there. In, they advanced inland from the beach area to uh, on June 7th to the outskirts of Saint Laurent. Uh, and at daybreak, they had to attack that town. And by mid-morning, they secured it. I mean, just think about this. Like by mid-morning today, I had a cup of black tea. Seriously, it's wild. <laughs> but, what they did. I didn't Talk even last. <laughs> I felt accomplished because I was up, you know, very early. So, <laughs> right. yeah. So it's wild when you look at this. Uh, so they had to push towards it. They were held at gunfire amid severe sniper fire in the woods during the day. Uh, I mean, then they just kept plugging away, moving forward. Um, 
and, and again, obviously losing people all the way at any moment, no safety. That was all phase one. Phase two, they crossed the inundated area during the night of June 8th to the 9th. Uh, they went to what's called Vanshi, and so they went to take over and secure that town. By noon, they had to continue moving south uh, to all these different areas. They were um, almost under continuous attack from the Germans from the vicinity of the Trevier area, and two other battalions that were near them moved miles south where they had to protect the rear of the regiment. There's so much going on, it's hard to follow even just in writing yeah. from the research we did. And you're not getting, you know, this downtime to, you know, squeeze in a nap or anything like that. You right. know, there was, uh, I was talking to my mom and there was a story, um, the pop-up was, um, they were digging out a foxhole. And I mean, this is, you know, days in and he's just, you know, um, exhausted and yeah. dehydrated, you know, everything. And it just all hit him and it's just like, he just collapsed, you know, like wow. on top of this it's a mound of dirt right there. And it was just from being so run down and everything and just crazy. Yeah. Imagine that the adrenaline once it wears off too. I mean, I don't know how many days you can keep that adrenaline going and everything. And then all the emotions losing all these people and friends. And oh my, I mean, yeah. it's just insane what he went through, what all the service members go through. Uh, and, but this in particular hits home for us because he was our grandfather. We heard these stories firsthand and, and it was weird. We couldn't imagine this old congenial guy, you know, he's a grandfather to us who yeah. also as this warrior soldier who did this so successfully, I'm getting choked up just thinking about it because it's such a, an amazing thing um, that he did it. And he was, um, you know, he was uh, negotiating, uh, interrogating soldiers. I mean, what he saw and he did suffer PTSD after he did have issues. Uh, I think they called it shell shock or something back then, but he would wake up many nights screaming and, and having uh, issues. Um, but it didn't affect him in terms of being a great husband or, or, or father or grandfather, thankfully for all of us. And I know for other yeah, people, they've never, had different issues with it, but we didn't we never see that saw at all. any of that. Yeah. But my grandmother very... would tell me he'd wake up like screaming some nights. It was crazy, like years after the war. Um, yeah. so it affected him forever. Um, so he did have a lot of awards, which is really you know great that he was honored for what he did. Do you have the list, Seth, or I have the list, which I can read um, if you want? Yeah, I have them. If, um, we can go if, if you want to read your list. Probably a little more organized than mine. <laughs> uh, well, he had, first of all, a Purple Heart for being injured uh, in service, which which we know about. Um, he had the Bronze Star Award. He had the Combat Infantry Award, which is for performing duties while under fire. He had the Presidential Unit Medal, which is for gallantry, determination, and showing esprit de corps in battle. And esprit de corps is just kind of like honoring and keeping the whole battalion, I guess, in your mind, the morale up. Uh, that's that's what that is. Um, of course, the Liberation of France medal, the Good Conduct mm -hmm. for, Medal for Exemplary Behavior, Fidelity and Service, the Victory in World War II medal, the American Campaign medal. Seth, I thought the coolest thing was when he was older, 60 years after storming the beaches of Normandy, he mm -hmm. was able to go back to the town uh, as a guest of honor. And they faded him right. and honored him and showed him all around, all the citizens, uh, really honored him and thanked them for their service 60 years earlier, which I think is so tremendous that they did that. Yeah, it is. I remember when they did that trip and stuff. It was, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, <laughs> one of the stories, it they... 
they were literally would go to a restaurant and they would be like, no, the meal's on us. They'd be waiting in line at the grocery store and people would say, no, you go ahead of us. You go first. Uh-huh. It was just <laughs> so great that they recognized that years later, as they should have, but you just don't know because it's a new generation by that sure. time, 60 years. So that was cool that he got to live through it and experience it. And a lot of people did not. Uh, and that's, you know, it's, it's crazy to think of that so. just by a lot of it was just pure luck that the bullet didn't hit him or the sniper mm-hmm. or mortar fire or whatever. Uh, yeah. And then he comes back after the war um, in Atlantic City with our grandmother and uh, mm-hmm. he's walking, I think, to a work. They ended up opening up a, uh, a liquor store, the White Star Liquor Store, which uh, mm-hmm. obviously we knew very well and spent a Famous lot of time in the area. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, yeah, so uh, but he was walking, I think he was walking to work and uh, he was bit in the rear end by a Doberman pincher. <laughs> so somebody's dog in the neighborhood escaped and, and I was like oh my god yeah oh everything he went through to come back to be bitten it's by a dog <laughs> he literally you made it through Omaha Beach and D-Day and a dog bit him yeah I know <laughs> right it's unbelievable uh, yeah yeah that's how it goes sometimes <laughs> right where's that dog now <laughs> yeah exactly yeah showed him <laughs> Yeah, that, that's um, yeah, that's a funny family story that we had. But yeah, we, I mean, he, he, we just want to honor him because he's such a great guy. He used to bounce on his stomach and like, you know, bounce on his lap rather, and look at his stomach, the scar, and just mm. it was like for us as kids, it was just he was like a larger than life figure, and that was the same for for your mom, for my mom, for our other aunt, Aunt Janice, um, and just a, a great guy, and and truly exemplifies, you know, what we look for in our yeah. service people, how we live life and everything, and and. Um, yeah, we just want to share a story. Yeah. How we are as people, you know, growing up and seeing that. And I I think it's definitely shaped who we've become in many ways. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. We wanted to live up and honor his legacy for everything that he sacrificed. And so frankly, we didn't want to be schmoes. (laughs) We wanted to be good people after all he went through. I will tell you, there is a a weird feeling when you read, um, he got the, uh, medal for good conduct. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I have really let him down. <laughs> I was like, no one's ever given me a word to me with anything close to that. <laughs> My behavior. But I'm getting a little older, so I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I know but, Pop-Up was a big Seth fan anyway, so <laughs> so you're okay. I don't know if you remember it. It's Because um, I know he would do it. So when we would go out of town, ta- um, and for the audience, I don't know, I was born and spent the first 13 years of my life in Houston, Texas. Um, and obviously my grandparents and cousin Chad and everybody were on the East coast and we'd go out and visit. Um, but we would fly in, um, most of the time we would fly into AC because for years there was an airport there and it still yeah. is, um, maybe, there is. but, um, yeah. so we'd fly in and then, but anyway, so, uh, we, we'd stay for a couple of weeks or whatever, but on the day we would leave, um, we'd always, we'd have to catch the Jitney, which was like, it was a bus that would take you over. <laughs> And uh, it was crazy early. And I always remember Pop-Up coming in in the ridiculously mm-hmm. early in the morning and doing the trumpet. I don't know how you could project it and get it that loud, but it just, it was so loud. It felt like the house was rumbling and I was just like, yes, for years. I mean, even now I still hear it and it's just, you know, not just like a trumpet tone, but like him doing it that, you know, from coming up from his throat and it was just... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah, um, that, um, that is awesome because he would wake all three of us up like that. And, and uh, it's called uh, Reveille. And 
Okay. Uh, we would, my, my brother and I, because we, we lived in New Jersey with him, we would stay mm-hmm. there more often and we would yeah. sleep over and they lived a block from the beach and my brother and I would surf. So we'd go, Papa, wake us up at daybreak. And he was still a military man. He wasn't kidding. <laughs> at daybreak, you know, we were like teenagers. He'd walk in. And we would jump out of bed and we're like, oh, how are the waves? And we'd all run down and check and he'd sometimes come with us. And it was so mm-hmm. fun doing that. And that's so funny that that's how he woke you. That's just what he knew. It was just yeah. in, in, embedded in him, in his DNA. So that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, fond it memories. Lasts. I wonder if he woke our woke our moms up that way, like to get up for school. They were probably like, oh God, please let us sleep. He's like, dude, 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 I'll have to ask my mom. I'm curious. Yeah. We, the grandsons loved it. We thought it was the coolest thing. We jumped right out of bed. So yeah, absolutely. That is so funny. Yeah. So right. He, he would do that. Yeah. So great stories. Thankfully, obviously he's a good story because he was able to survive. He was able to live a good life after everything. And I know for so many other people, obviously lost their lives or came back. Uh, so uh, injured uh, and dealing with physical and mental ailments after that, that they weren't in that yeah. case. So our, our grandfather is a, a lucky and a happy case. And we recognize it's not always that way as well. So, um, yeah. and but, even but, a lot yeah. of the support, uh, a lot of these people, you know, pop up had Bubby, yes. you know, and, and our grandmother. Was, yes. I mean, yeah. And it's, um, you know, a lot of these service men and women and you know, service members and, you know, veterans and stuff like that, you know, having those people in their lives or something like that is, is huge. huge. I would, yeah. Yeah. So. And even staying uh, in touch, he stayed in touch with his, I guess, fellow infantrymen, brigade members. I don't know what it's called, but for, for his entire life, they were all in touch and would see each other and have reunions and things. It was really neat. So yeah. even I remember at his funeral, they showed up a number of them and uh, right, right. gave him the full army, you know, burial. And that was, that was even nice to see that they honored him even, even in passing. So really, nice. really cool, really great story. And um, that, that's really all we wanted to share today. Just honor mm-hmm. it, share our grandfather's story. Uh, and, and basically, um, yes, it's a different tone than our normal shows. We will get back to the silliness. Don't, don't worry, but we had a pause. So we wanted to honor our grandfather's service on this veteran day. We want to extend our deepest gratitude to all veterans the mm-hmm. commitment to duty Absolutely. and sacrifice and love for country. Um, and, and basically, you know, I, we just never want to forget the sacrifices made. And we want to stand united in gratitude for all the brave men and women who have served and continue to serve our nation. I'm getting a little choked up here. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope uh, we did some kind of justice with uh, yeah. on and, Veterans and Day. And if any of you have stories, and I know it's uh, yeah. this weekend, but anything, you know, thoughts or you know, things that come up in your own life about this topic or anything for that matter. But um, yeah, please write us. Or, you know, yes, let us know who us. is in your life. Who's the veteran you want us to uh, recognize and share too? We will happily do that. We'll do a follow-up. That's a great idea, Seth. You email yeah. us, christmascousinspod at gmail.com. Um, mm-hmm. And that's it. So everybody, uh, thank a veteran. We thank you. Uh, and again, honoring Veterans Day, I am Cousin Chad. And I'm Cousin Seth. And thank you. Thank you, everyone.